Off the ball's the best, number one. It's the GOAT of sports apps. Talk about the greatest of all time. Big Joe's the greatest of all time. He's the GOAT. We know it. <laughs> I, I'm going to say right. I'm the Djokovic of this scenario. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Download the OTB Sports app now. Now then, you're welcome along. So busy show in the way. It is one of the great Irish sporting weekends and it is upon us once again. All-Ireland hurling semi-final weekend. Saturday, Limerick Galway and Sunday, Kilkenny Clare. Jamesy O'Connor and Paul Murphy are with us this hour. Tim Vickery as well on the show. Been a while since we talked to Tim because Carlo Ancelotti continues to have one of the truly great careers as a player and a manager. His CV will now say Brazil manager. So uh, Carlo's taking over Brazil as of next year. Tim will fill us in on the details. Plus Andy Mitten talks to us about Manchester United summer. Mason Mount signed and David De Gea, it seems, out the door. 53106, the text number. We are at Off The Ball on Twitter. Michael McCarthy, hello to you. Joe, when I was uh, used to play like championship manager, so long ago that it was championship manager before it was football manager, uh-huh. like it'd be the type of thing you'd be like Michael McCarthy with an Ir- like Irish, you'd make up a history for yourself. You know, I was an Irish international, 12 caps, never really made it, you know, but, but, but I was like <laughs> Arsenal manager and then the Brazil job came up and I took it on a part time basis. Sure. And I was like the Brazil manager now trying to get them into the World Cup. That's like Carlo Ancelotti's career. He does what he wants. Basically, football manager. I know. It's extraordinary. I mean, he <laughs> Everton to Real Madrid to Brazil. <laughs> Having come from AC Milan and really, it really felt as he pitched up at Goodison. Well, it's been a hell of a run, and it's no bad place to wind down. Yeah, exactly. And here we are. It was all just beginning all over again. Richie McCormick, hello to you, gentlemen. How are you? Don't write Carlo off, Richie. What a man! <laughs> what like what a man! When you like consider that his his coaching career goes back to what the late nineties. Yeah. And remember, like I I kind of forget that that he was like involved in that amazing Parma squad or at least the the back end of it and then trailed off from there. He like he's he's quite something and pretty much every like everywhere he's been successful. And I think he's managed to do it in ways that kind of changed then through the years. Like he's evolved in his method of man management, whereas at Real he kind of seems like a hands off kind of vibes man. Whereas before he was more so, you know, dictating every little minutia. And he might be doing that now, but it, it kind of seems as if he's almost this fatherly figurehead at Real. And that's all they need. And uh, like, because it's that damn good. Yeah. You know, yeah, like he's done, he's done different types of coaching, but seems to be like if you go all the way back to <clears throat> AC Milan, through Chelsea, everywhere, like you don't hear people talking negatively about Carlo Ancelotti oh. at all, you know. The opposite. So that so. takes a lot. Their first foreign coach since 1965, Brazil as well. So there is that aspect to it. And obviously there's been a sort of fervent nationalism there of late in their uh, political discourse. So I'm curious to see how a whole cohort of the country feel about a foreigner taking over Brazil. So Tim Vickery will uh, join us in due course. Jamesy and Paul Murphy with us this hour. Uh, We should get into the news round. There's plenty going on. So in light of the athletic piece on Monday, Richie, Mm. long week, Monday, uh, Vera Pau and Kim McCabe were speaking to the media today. This is ahead, of course, of the game against France tomorrow. So needless to say, the um, athletic piece brought up and, and discussed at that press conference, no doubt. Yeah, very little of the match actually discussed at that press conference today. But Katie McCabe has given her backing to Republic of Ireland manager Vera Pau. That report by the Athletic contained anonymous allegations of abusive behaviour from Pau's former Houston Dash players. Pau has described the allegations as lies, while McCabe admits Pau's management style has caused clashes within the Ireland camp at times, but none too serious. Of course, it's a, a real negative distraction, but for us, we're solely focusing on 
what we have going forward. We have a game against one of the top five teams in the world tomorrow here in Tallis Stadium against France. A massive send-off game in front of our home fans that I wasn't able to play two weeks ago, so I'm really looking forward to, to be able to be there with the girls tomorrow with that. Um, and we've got a massive four or five weeks ahead of us in Australia. And for us, yes, of course, it's a lot of external noise, but our fully focused is on these next few weeks um, and keeping together as a, as a group. And as a group, do you fully support for your powers, your manager? Yeah, we've built something over the last two and a half years, you know. Um, we've worked really hard together to contain the culture we have within the group um, in terms of, yeah, on and off the pitch. Um, we've had highs and we've had lows over the last few years. Um, and our jobs as, as staff and as players is to, to put in high quality performances for our country and that's what we'll be looking to do for the next few weeks. And would you say that you speak for the whole team, all 23, they're happy with Vera Powell's answer to those allegations? I can't answer for each and every player. Um, of course Vera has a style of, of management um, that we're used to now over the, the last two years. It's something we've worked um, together, we've, we've argued with each other of course, like you're never going to get on 100% with your manager at times, she pushes me and I push her, um, so in, in my opinion um, and from my personal relationship with her, of course yeah we've, we've clashed many a times, um, but we're always professional enough to, to make sure we are fully focused for the team um, and we know both of our, our hearts are in the right place in terms of wanting what's best for the Ireland women's national team going forward and again of course the article timing is not great um, but our full focus will be France tomorrow and then going into um, Colombia next week and then obviously kicking off um, our first ever World Cup. Katie McCabe speaking there Mick. Yeah she was. Uh, spoke well I think and yeah. I, I think uh, one of the things that I uh, like we don't know anything and look you obviously talked about this at length last night we talked to the authors of the athletic piece last night as well and we've probably talked about it enough one thing I would say from that is Katie McCabe's still not in the position to answer like a question there sitting beside Vera Powell but what I would take some kind of solace from I suppose is that when asked about a relationship and whether all 23 players she didn't say she'd spoken to all 23 players she didn't suggest that she could speak for everyone and then also didn't suggest that they had you know the easiest relationship ever and didn't kind of say nothing to see here it was nothing to see here but it was uh, it was a kind of a look where we have fights you know she has a style of management that's all well reported we're not trying to say that doesn't exist but we're fine with it it just makes me believe it a little bit more than it would if it was kind of like everything's great everything's great Every, you know, we all have the great time we're all great mates you know um, so I do t I do take some kind of um, solace in that I also have to say and it just dawned on me there at the end and I was there last Wednesday night when we were in the mansion house and it was an incredible it was a party basically kind of sending off a team for their first World Cup and you know a, a country for a first World Cup at, uh, in, in, in this tournament and I thought back about the day after Glasgow and you know the fact that the video came out and that all turned to controversy straight away and it feels like the send off for the World Cup has now turned into you know, with the, with this piece coming out, has kind of turned into something. Now they're they're up answering questions about something they don't want to be talking about. When what's in reality is they're playing France tomorrow night, and that's probably all their focus. And then it's off to Australia, mm. and it's an incredibly exciting time for 
you know, this team for women's football in Ireland, for women's sport in Ireland, or for Irish sport, I would say, even in general, you know, and, you know, we're talking about something else. No, I, I, absolutely, that is a pity. Um, I said what I had to say in the situation last night, probably got a bigger reaction than I had anticipated. Um, divisive enough, uh, but I would just emphasise my point was not about Vera Pau and I wasn't in Houston I'm not in the Irish camp Vera Pau is entitled to be as intense a manager as she wants to be and defend herself and I understand her dressing rooms work as well and my point was 100% about the FAI their handling of the situation their full-blooded support public statement two hours after that USWN report was published without talking to the players that does not seem to me like a healthy good process and even listening to the press conferences uh, today if a good process had been followed back in December and if the players had been spoken to maybe via third party or in, on the base of confidence and they'd all come back with similar answers to Katie and I agree with you very rings true what Katie's saying yeah like that's not, that, 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 not, you know what that's a, that's a way of putting it that I wasn't yeah. able to earlier but it's perfect yeah, yeah rings so true rings true it's not a party it's intense that's a dressing room we get on with it that's what it's like at our club you know it's all good you know we know we don't have the problems that Houston players seem to have then this thing would have been put to bed in December and for me that's on the FAI's door um, so yeah that, just that because it's the like point yesterday just because that's the likely outcome and nobody's suggesting otherwise doesn't mean that it's not worth checking no it's due process yeah. it's due process like you're the organisation in charge you've the duty of care this isn't a flimsy report it's a serious report by serious people you have to address it properly in December they didn't and that left everybody including Vera Pau who could well have been exonerated if they had followed due process in December that left everybody open to this thing bubbling along to the athletic piece this week and then again the same show of support without any detail as to why there is that support and here we are yeah. so for me again because people are saying again a lot of well the allegations are like a snowflake um, <laughs> my point is not about the allegations I understand that they at a glance could fall under the heading of normal cut and thrust of a dressing room but that's not how certain players saw it at Houston therefore there was the USWN report therefore the FAA are obliged to just ensure everything's good that's all it's a very simple point I'm trying to make but when you're explaining you're probably uh, losing look a lot of people got the point I was trying to make it's a specific one and I'm not going to labour it again Richie um, why are you trying to ruin the World Cup for everyone Joe yes why exactly why exactly um, but I uh, everything I said about the FAI last night I stand by 1000% uh, where are we going next uh, Foilside Derry City boss Rory Higgins is believed to be the leading candidate to fill the managerial vacancy at Barnsley the English League One club saw Michael Duff depart for Swansea having led them to the playoff final this season Barnsley want to have a new manager in charge ahead of their next pre-season friendly on Saturday it's believed Higgins has already held discussions uh, with the Oak Leafers about that particular gig I mentioned Rich Andy Mittens on the way Yep, Mason Mount was this morning unveiled as Manchester United's first signing of the summer. The midfielder has left Chelsea in a deal worth an initial €63 million. Euro. Mount has signed a five-year deal at Old Trafford with the option of a sixth. United have also reportedly placed a €45 million euro bid with Inter for their goalkeeper, Andre Onana. Inter are believed to want €60 million for their stopper. It's uh, Well, we'll talk to Andy later on. On a broader point, there was kind of an interesting piece in the Sunday Times at the weekend that 
once upon a time player moving from top six club in the Premier League to another was a really unusual occurrence and you know uh, well Stephen Gerrard to Chelsea is maybe an extreme example because of what he meant to Liverpool fans but you know he was a big deal whereas now they're hopping around all the yeah. time Kovacic to Man City no one bats an eyelid Will yeah. Selman to United no trouble trying to it's even think to a few <laughs> William Gallas did it I like there, there hasn't been there Jorginho hasn't been did it Jorginho did, did it last he, year, yeah, he, but, he, but he's I'm, the most, second most expensive yeah. Italian player of all time now, and that's you know it's not nothing. But it generally happens to involve Chelsea more often than not as, <laughs> as a fulcrum for these things, yeah. and Arsenal are, are often the the other end point to it as well. Um, but it's very rare, like cause obviously Spurs and Arsenal moves are rarer than hen's teeth. Um, Liverpool, uh, Manchester United ones obviously haven't happened really no, since they haven't since that Dave Chisholm one. So yeah, it's 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 but. It's usually Chelsea is the fulcrum. It is an interesting culture change though, and it probably just comes from the fact that, like, I mean, there are all the best players in the world want to play for the same seven or eight teams now, and six of them are in England, you know, and that's that's the way it is. It's probably unfortunate, but I remember being like really kind of weirded out as a kid, you know, with English and Irish football culture in your head when you see like Roberto Baggio going from Juventus to AC Milan mm. like how could this happen mm. you know and we're, we're veering towards that in, in the Premier League now like it's not too far away maybe Liverpool and United will hold off yes. for a while yeah. out of their like pure hatred for each other I can I can see Man City Man United uh, transfers or City Liverpool even you know yeah uh, Wimbledon continues Djokovic in action yeah, he is at the moment. He leads Jordan Thompson by uh, two sets to love now. 6-3-7-6 is how those have gone in Djokovic's favour on centre court in their second round match. Uh, going with serve in the third, about to go 4-4. Four, four. Uh, Dominic Team, meanwhile, has forced a fifth set in his first round match with a fifth seed, Stefanos Tsitsipas. Andy Murray awaits the winner in round two. Three all in the fifth there. Men's third seed, Daniel Medvedev beat Arthur Ferry in straights this afternoon to move comfortably into the second round. Ninth seed, Taylor Fritz needed five sets to see off Yannick Hanfman. Michael Immer is next for Fritz. They're also first-round wins today for the six-seed Holger Runa and ten-seed Francis Tiafo. In the women's draw, top-seed Iga Swiatek needed just 70 minutes to beat Sara Saribas Tormo 6-2-6 love to advance to round three. Eight-seed Maria Sakkari lost her first-round match in three sets to Marta Kostyuk. Also out, 2021 finalist Karolina Pliskova beaten by the world number 225 Natalia Stefanovic but there were first-round wins today for the ten-seed Barbara Krejcikova French Open semi-finalists Beatrice Haddad-Maya Daniel Collins and Sloane Stephens and meanwhile play on court 18 was stopped not once but twice today after just stop oil protesters threw orange confetti and jigsaw pieces on the second occasion it affected a match involving British number one Katie Boulder uh, three people have been arrested in conjunction with those interruptions mm. tennis is a hard one to <laughs> curtail you can't have bodyguards uh, or security guards all around the perimeter on all the different courts court. as well yeah exactly yeah. they are getting inve- they're inventive crowd in fairness to them like in in some way, was there a press? Did we play a press conference yesterday, or did Richie mention it where they were like, "Oh, this this tournament"? I think it was like Andy Murray going, "Oh, there'll be protests at this tournament. Just stop oil and be out at some point." It's like they're just saying, "Ah, yeah, look, let let them do it. We'll, yeah. we'll clean it up. We'll get on." They with get it. them out of their system, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they've done it. What they're not they've done it twice. They didn't. Jigsaw pieces. So just to be as yeah. like painful as possible to have to find them all. That's it. Yeah, I don't think they can do as much damage as they did in the snooker. The snooker. Yeah, and they can. You look at you look at the care that they took with um, centre court on Monday. 
when they couldn't get the roof. Well, they closed the roof, but the uh, humidity had caused moisture on the court and they basically had leaf blowers out trying to dry the thing. Oh, so a glass so of could water be, could be the ultimate weapon. Uh, absolutely. Like, that's what they should be bringing with them next time. Well, glass like, uh, a bo- could a be the fairy. ultimate weapon. If they smash oh, yeah. a glass bottle, are you going to guarantee players every little shard is gone? But then that would turn the public against you if you sliced open Andy Murray's <laughs> knee. <laughs> you know? He couldn't do that. Grigor Dimitrov has sliced open a calf courtesy of just off. Yeah. yeah. We got to take a very short break. News round continues in just one moment. You're uh, welcome back. Just to mention, by the way, People of Cork, the Cork Podcast Festival is on in August. Off the Ball will be there on Sunday, the 27th at the Cork Opera House. Special oh. guest, Jimmy Barry Murphy, hero to Roy Keane. More guests to be announced uh, very soon. And if you want information on that, Cork Podcast Festival. Dollie forward slash off the ball is the place to go. We were just talking Wimbledon there. Senin, how has tweeted me lads on tennis? The new Sky documentary on McEnroe is very good. Tortured bloke back in the days. Discuss. I, you are not the first person I've seen say this. I haven't heard anything about it, but I, I like the look of it. I saw it the other day. I was on SkyGo looking for something else, and I was like, oh, well, I just watched this now, and I didn't. Yeah. I stuck to my plan, and I'm sorry I did now, actually, so I'm, I might try and watch it in the next couple of days. I've seen many people have seen it say it's very good. Yeah. It's always this a pleasant one that was, out, was out last year, I think, in America. Uh, was it? Yeah. Uh, okay. It's I, just called Mac. I think Showtime put it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it was put out last, last, last year. I think Sky would have gotten a hold of it if it's on Showtime. All yeah. these documentaries, like the proliferation of them, I think they've now reached the point where sports autobiographies are, where it's like, a, I'll assume it's not great until I hear otherwise territory. Mm. That's where I am with them. Just yeah, so that's many. fair. So uh, it seems to be an exception, the McEnroe one. We will check it out, Senan. Uh, Rich, where we go next? Uh, we'll go Lee side to the proposed friendly clash of Munster and the Crusaders will be played at Porky Cueve uh, the Cork GA executive have submitted a proposal to the GA Central Council to consider at their next meeting on Saturday week a meeting of the URC and Super Rugby Champions has been pencilled in for February 3rd Cork officials are said to be optimistic about the Crusaders game being given the go ahead while Guy Easterby has been appointed Leinster's first ever Chief Operating Officer the former Ireland International switches from his previous position as Head of Rugby Operations Easterby's new remit will will include overseeing the province's strategic growth over the coming years. Munster Crusaders, Porky Queef. They love a good, juicy, one-off encounter, <laughs> Munster. It's, it's you never see Leinster playing anyone. <laughs> well, maybe Leinster should go and win the URC, Joe. Uh-huh. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> On a year where they decide to do this. So it is very much, it's a URC, it's Super the, Rugby Champions, that's the, the reason? It's the URC Champions versus the Super Rugby Champions. Yeah, they're going to try it as a, as a kind as a of thing. annual thing. Oh, yeah, sorry, okay. So. I thought it was akin to Munster playing South Africa. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, a no, world they're, they're to, I like look, Yeah, they're going to broaden this thing out. It's kind of testing okay. the waters for a broader competition that would involve X amount of teams from the URC and X amount of teams, or X amount of teams from Europe and X amount of teams from Super Rugby. But this is their first dip into the toes. Yeah, because yeah, it's funny. I, I don't know where you guys are on it, but I think with the club football world cup, is that what it's even called? I, I struggled to kind of get too into it. But I would definitely watch the Heineken Champions Cup winners play, well, the Crusaders. Yeah. More, more than likely, more often than not. I'd watch like I'd watch La Rochelle Crusaders or if Leinster had won Leinster Crusaders or in this case... Munster it's more of an even battle. I think that's the problem with the World Club Cup yeah. is that you expect the European team to be better. And even when they don't win, you don't really read too much into no. it. You know, because you kind of feel like in this day and age all the best Brazilians and Argentinians are in Europe you know or at least are on their way to Europe so I think that's why the club one suffers um, 
in football but I think rugby absolutely has room for it I just don't know if we need another tournament and we need more cross hemisphere travelling and so on um, but I've lost that battle yeah Tour de France continuing Rich yeah, Jai Hindley has taken the overall leader's yellow jersey following victory on today's fifth stage of the Tour de France. The Bora Hansgrohe rider came home 32 seconds ahead of Giulio Ciccone. Hindley now leads and by 47 seconds over Jonas Vingegaard on general classification. Previous leader Adam Yates uh, drops down to fifth position. Um, former, well, current Republic of Ireland international Enda Stevens has signed a one-year deal at Stoke City. The fullback had been released by Sheffield United at the end of the season. So I see Arsenal have made a signing and uh, interestingly PSG have a new manager. Yeah. Arsenal have reportedly agreed a deal with Ajax to sign their fullback Urian Timber. The 22-year-old will cost an initial 40 million euro with a further 5 million in potential add-ons. The Deccan Rice deal is getting closer as well. Uh, Paris Saint-Germain as you mentioned today unveiled Luis Enrique as their new head coach. The Parisian Giants this morning terminated the contract of Christophe Galtier despite him leading them to the Ligue 1 title this season just gone. Luis Enrique says winning the Champions League is one of his objectives at PSG. Meanwhile club owner Nasser Al-Khalafi says Kylian Mbappe has to decide in the next two weeks if he wants Saga to leave. alert. <laughs> the France captain has stated he won't sign a contract extension, but Al-Khalafi says they won't allow him to leave for free next summer. Mm. Yeah, I guess nor there's, should they. There's, there's something particularly cruel about sacking a manager on the day you appoint the new manager and it's like you go out with your cardboard box of stuff and you see Luis Enrique coming in with a big smile on his face in the door, mm. having like <laughs> towed away your car and put it got into the car park space mm. <laughs> yeah not sure Galtier deserved any better to be honest yeah they've done that the last couple of, like, that's how they got rid of po- Pochettino was a while and being gotten rid of as well before they brought in Galtier so they've had that crossover where one lad knows he's getting the job and the other lad is still kind of in it yeah um, I think it's just how uh, Al-Khalafian is, is, is made to do business there but um, yeah it's a cutthroat business over there in Paris well we'll see what Luis Enrique can manage to do with them once he keeps off, what was he on in, with the World Cup? He was doing Twitch streams during the course of oh, that. Oh, that's Spain. right. So he could speak directly yeah. to the fans. Yeah, he had a yeah. headset yeah. and everything. Yeah, it was, did you he remember? That crap yeah, out. wasn't he talking about like pre-game sex and stuff like that? It was went down a few weird angles. I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I hope so. Now that I've said it, <laughs> I think to be fair, the context he was asked. <laughs> yeah, what's, what's okay. your policy on this and? This is the problem if you're just like, ask me anything. <laughs> First question. <laughs> so, um, yeah. well, we mentioned... Uh, Streaming nightly on video isn't a good idea, Joe, as we <laughs> no. all know. Uh, yeah, indeed. Get yourself in a lot of trouble. <laughs> so, uh, the Saudi Arabian uh, takeover continues. Yeah, for Roberto Firmino, the latest player joining the gold rush to Saudi Arabia, the former Liverpool striker has agreed a three-year deal with Al Ahly. Firmino will link up with former Chelsea goalkeeper Eduard Mendy at that particular club. Okay, very good, fellas. We're done. Richie, thank you very much. Nice and lads. Michael, we'll talk to you later. Thank you. Thank you.